Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, last week we were reviewing Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And because of the controversy that took place when that movie came out, uh, there was a change in the rating system, right? We talked about that last week about the, the rating uh, becoming a uh, changing from putting a rating between PG and R, and now we have PG-13, thanks to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Gremlins, another movie that came out back in 1984. So what does that mean for the third film? Well, Steven Spielberg wanted to make sure he goes back to the basics and that it had more of the spirit of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So we're gonna talk about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, okay? Thank you everyone for joining us. Keith is, uh, he had a long day today. So he wanted to be on the live stream, but uh, you know he just needed some rest. Got a couple of days left of school, so he's trying to get through that. Uh, my son Maceo graduated from the fourth grade today. So we had a busy day today. So, uh, so it's just gonna be me. So I hope you continue to, to hang around and stick around if you're a fan of Indiana Jones. We're gonna talk about The Last Crusade, okay? All right. If you don't know who I am, I am Kerwin. This is Father Son Galaxy. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into it. So uh, there was a quote that I wrote down from Steven Spielberg about how he felt about the last movie, The Temple of Doom. He said in a, in a 1989 interview, I wasn't happy with the second film at all. It was too dark, too subterranean, and much too horrific. There was not an ounce of my personal feelings in The Temple of Doom. All right. So again, uh, Spielberg wanted to make sure that this film had the look and the feel of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And one of the first things that he decided to do was to bring back some of the old characters from the first film. So we have um, uh, Ben Hamelliot, who plays Marcus Brody. You know, he's like a confidant. Uh, he's another professor that works with Indy. And we have Sala, played by John Rice Davies. He's back as well. And then we have the Nazis, all right? So, uh, you know, I don't know what it is about, you know, uh, the Nazis as a foil to Indy, but it works so well in Raiders. So they wanted to bring them back to be the, 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 the villains, the heavies again in, in The Last Crusade, all right? And now we got new characters. So one of the new characters is Elsa Schneider, played by Allison Duty. Now, Allison Duty, I think she did a very good job in this film, um, she was she was wonderful, and she was more complex than any of the past co-stars in the Raider, in the Indiana Jones films. Uh, the only other film that I saw her in, you know, this is uh, she's a fairly new actress at the time. She was a Bond girl. Um, she was in A View to a Kill, right? That was in '85, and then four years later, she's now in an indie film. So that's that's pretty cool. Now, I understand, I was looking at her IMDb, she was actually in RRR, the film that came out last year, but I have not seen it. So let me know if you've seen it. And if you remember Allison Duty, she is in that film and you know, tell me what you thought of the movie. All right, and then the next actor, we have another new character named, uh, uh, Julian Glover is the name of the actor playing Walter Donovan, all right? So Walter Donovan, is another character in the film. Now let's talk about Julian Glover a little bit. Now, this is interesting because I my, I am a fan of three, franchise, uh, three franchises, Star Wars, Indy, and James Bond, right? He actually, Julian Glover, played 
character in each of the three franchises, right? So I don't know if you remember Julian Glover. Uh, he was General Veers, right? We saw him in The Empire Strikes Back. He was the one that was leading the the ATAT -AT attack on Hoth. He played a Bond villain a couple of years later in For Your Eyes Only, Christatos. So I remember that. And now he's in Indiana Jones playing who we thought was a good guy, but as it turns out, he's not. So, and by the way, I always forget to say this. This is a spoiler review. The movie is, you know, over 30 years old. I um, just wanted to put that out there because I, I always forget, you know, I'm, you know, hoping that you've already seen it. Okay. So, all right. So Julian Glover. All right. So those are the, the, the major characters for this film. All right. So let's talk about uh, actually two more actors. Okay. One actor I want to talk about is River Phoenix. Um, now River Phoenix was a, a, he was a superstar. He was an up and coming actor. Um, back in the, the mid 80s. And he is, he was a child actor. He started off, I think, working in films maybe when he was 15 or 16 years old. Um, and he was really, really good. I remember his, his well, the performance that I thought was his best performance was in Stand By Me. It was a movie that came out in 1986. Um, he was fantastic in it. And I think that movie escalated his career. And, and then right after that, uh, he was in a couple more movies. My Own Private Idaho, I think, was one of them. And he was also in a film with Harrison Ford called Mosquito Coast, which came out in 1986. He played Harrison Ford's son. All right. Harrison Ford was the one who recommended River Phoenix to Steven Spielberg. And he says, well, this kid, he, 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 has, he looks like me when I was his age, is what Ford said. You know, he... He, 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 he looks like me, he sounds like me. He's got my, you know, he, you know, he, he knows my moves or, you know, mannerisms. He, he can, he, he's good at that. So Spielberg took that as great advice and hired River Phoenix to play young Indiana Jones. All right. Um, unfortunately, you know, River Phoenix career was cut short, but he was, he was great in this film. And, you know, we're going to talk about the first 15 minutes of this film. Now, the last actor, which was, I would say, probably the most important actor of this film, very similar to what George Lucas did with Return of the Jedi, you know, the Star Wars trilogy. Return of the Jedi, down to its core, was a father, a story about a father and son relationship, right? A son reconciled with his father, father doing the same. So they thought, okay, well, if it worked for Return of the Jedi, maybe we could do the same thing for the last film of the Indiana Jones trilogy. So the idea was that we needed to have a more personal story. Who is Indiana Jones? You know, where did he come from? So they thought of the I he he meanings, George Lucas and the screenwriter named Jeffrey Bohm decided that we were going to make a film about Indy in search of his father. You know, rather than it being something of a a valuable ancient artifact, it would be about him reconciling with his dad. So who were they going to get to play his father? Who could they find that would just be a perfect fit as the father to Indiana Jones? And now look, remember in the first, when we talked about Raiders of the Lost Ark, when the, the, the seed of the, the, the idea of doing a film with Indiana Jones, back on the beach in Hawaii in 77, George Lucas asked Spielberg, well, what do you want to do next? He says, well, I've always wanted to direct the James Bond film. 
Well, Spielberg never got to do that, but he did get to direct James Bond in an Indiana Jones film. All right. So he hires Sean Connery to play Dr. Henry Jones Sr. Okay. So that's pretty cool. So this was, um, so that, that was it. So the cast is, is together. Everything is, is all set. And you, you got, got the screenplay and you got all the, you, uh, the same photographer, uh, uh, cinematographer and editor, the music. We're going to have to talk about this music because to me, uh, first of all, let me just say that Indiana Jones, I love Indiana Jones and the last crusade is my favorite Indiana Jones film. So I, I am really excited to talk about this and the music John Williams score to me is his best score of the series of the Indiana Jones series. So we're going to talk about that. So let's start off with uh, talking about Indy's very first adventure. So now in, in the movie, the first 14 minutes of the film is wall to wall music because it's action and adventure. And if you have the soundtrack, if you were to look at the, the Indiana Jones soundtrack, the first soundtrack is called Indy's very first adventure. And it starts off slow and then it picks up and it's, it's, it's glorious 14 minutes on the screen. You know, Indy looking for the, the cross of Coronado um, it belongs in the museum. He gets the cross and he takes off on the horse and the horse rides to the train. He jumps on the train. It, it, it was it was an awesome scene. It's one of my favorite moments. And the score just matches it, you know, beat by beat. Um, so then we get to know a little bit more about who Indiana Jones is, you know, about his um, his phobias, about snakes. Right. You know, when he dropped into the, the car full of snakes and you know, we know that's how he came to not love snakes, the whip, the bull whip. Um, you found the bull whip inside one of the box cars and, you know, tried to tame the lion. And then when he snaps the whip, he actually hits himself in the chin, which is, which is interesting because Harrison Ford actually has that scar on his chin. That's for, that's for real because he was actually in a car accident um, many years back. So they wrote that into the script. That was a part of the character. So that's that scar that's there. All right. Okay. And then, um, well, we'll learn about the the hat and the leather jacket because the 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 guys that are after Indy to get this cross, one of the guys is dressed in a fedora. He's wearing a leather jacket. So Indy must have looked up to this guy and said, "Hey, this guy looks pretty cool," and then took his look. Right. So that's. That's how we got the fedora, and that's how we got the, the 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 leather jacket. All right. So as it opens up, we see that Indy is back in college, and you know he's at the board, and he's giving a lesson. And you know Brody comes in, and they talk about this cross that he was that he wanted. Indy wanted to have. He wanted this cross all of his life. He's been looking for this cross. He's got it. Now on to the next mission. So he uh, gets a visit from you know a couple of guys you know in suits and, and a cap, and he meets Walter Donovan, played by Julian Glover, right? And Julian Glover goes on to tell him about the Holy Grail, right? And the Holy Grail is you know I don't know if people out there who are into the uh, King Arthur stories or literature, we know that the Holy Grail is this cup, it's a chalice, right? Um, according to the story, it's the chalice that Christ used at la during the Last Supper 
And it was also the same chalice that he used to collect his blood when um, he was uh, during the crucifixion. All right. So the, the plan is, okay, well, this Holy Grail, Donovan seems to know where to find it. Well, he's got half of a map and he's asking for Indy to look for the other half of the map. Now, this is not something that Indy had any interest in. And you know, his father was actually the one who was into, you know, the Holy Grail and the search for the Grail. So Indy says, well, why don't you ask my father? And then that's when Donovan said, yeah, we did, but he's gone missing. So on to Venice, Italy and on to Q&A. All right. So let's see who we have for Q&A. Alex, that's awesome that Sean Connery was chosen a great actor, one of the best. Yes, he is one of the great actors. He absolutely, yeah. Eric Elliott, thank you. I think the number one thing that makes the character so iconic is the dedication to adventure. Yes, it brought adventure serials of the 30s and the 50s to a new generation. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's the appeal of it. Uh, so now we're off to Indy. So so the, the adventure for Indy is he's not really looking for the grail, right? It's not about the grail. It's about finding his father. But along the way, you know, he meets Elsa Schneider, who was the last person to see Henry Jones. And, you know, there's this uh, let's talk about some of the the the, the adventure scenes. You know, one of them was the, the adventure at the beginning of the, of the film with the, with, the, with the train ride, the train car. The boat chase was actually pretty cool. Um, that was actually not even shot in Venice. That was shot in a London back lot. You know, there was a river in the back, you know. Back lot of a London stage, actually, but it was pretty cool. And we get to meet the guys, you know, the brother of the cruciform sword who are the keepers of the grail. They don't want anybody to get at it. But again, that's not what Indy's looking for. So, second, uh, there's another action scene that I want to talk about, and that's the one with Indy and his father. After he finds his father, he rides the motorcycle, you know, he's being chased by the Nazis and they get away in this motorcycle. Uh, so, so you have Indy's dad is riding in the car and, and Indy's the one on the, on the cycle, which is pretty interesting because you would think, you know, Sean Connery, you know, he's this big actor, right? He doesn't need to be riding in the sidecar, right? You know, he should have his own motorcycle. You would think, you know, this man was James Bond, but you know, he was so humble about who this character was and who, it needed to represent, you know, he is the dad. Yes, but he is, um, you know, an older gentleman, um, but he knows that, you know, this is his son's adventure. So he's on the, he's on the ride with him. Okay. So then that means, okay, well, I don't get to ride my own motorcycle. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not the star of this movie, but I am here to support Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. So that was pretty cool. And it was, it was, and it didn't look like he was, he didn't look silly being in the sidecar. I thought he looked pretty cool in his, in his tweed suit and hat and the glasses and the beard. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but um, the age gap between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery is only 12 years old. They're only 12 years apart, which is pretty funny. So, which means that Indy, so Harrison Ford, I believe was 47. Um, around the time that the movie came out, which makes Sean Connery 59 years old. Only 59 years old. And he was playing Harrison Ford's dad, but it worked out. It worked out great. All right. The next action scene, wonderful, was 
the truck chase, all right, or the tank chase, not a truck. The truck was in Raiders. So the tank chase was, was actually pretty cool as well. And I, I enjoy that very much. And um, what I like is seeing all the characters. We got Sala and Brody. And we also have Indy's dad and Indy together trying to get away from the Nazis once again. Um, that was actually pretty cool. Um, Marcus Brody. You know, let's talk a little bit about this character. Now, if you remember Marcus from the first film, he didn't really have much to do. I mean, he stood behind while Indy went on his adventures, but this time he seems like a fish out of water, right? So he's on the road, he's on the adventure with Indy, and you know, he has such comedic skills as actor. You know, it, it was it's, it's it's pretty funny to see him in such a a, a lighthearted role, you know. But uh yeah, that was that was good for him to to take him out of his comfort zone and put him on the road with, with Indy. So that that was that was awesome. And then we also have uh Sala who's also there and we got the tank chase. Uh once again, wonderful, awesome. Uh one of my favorite moments in the film is when the tank actually goes off the cliff and you know, dad and Sala and Marcus thinks Indy's dead and <laughs> they're looking over the cliff and trying to see where he is and there's Indy trying to climb back up and, you know, he gets up and, you know, he's wondering what everybody else is looking at and he's standing behind everybody looking around. So that was pretty funny. Um, all right. So let's talk about the, the, the final sequence of the film, because I think this is the most important part of the film for me um, that really made this that really, you know, really made this one, one of my favorite films, my favorite Indiana Jones film, at least. Uh, so, again, we know that they're on the search for the grail. So they found a place of where it's located called the Canyon of the Crescent Moon. All right. Indy is given his dad's diary. You know, his, his dad had everything written down in the diary, everything that he needed to do to find the grail, right? And there was a part where, you know, there was things that he had to do as far as being uh, the penitent man, you know, I means somebody who is humble, um, who has asked for forgiveness and kneeling. As a, now, let me just talk about this because this is very tricky to really do um, a film based on religion and spirituality because that's not always a great topic for people. You know, people would rather just not talk about religion or they don't believe in any type of religion. But yeah, I don't. For some reason, it, it just works in an indie film, and I, I don't know why. Um, it's pretty much the same as what it was in in the in Raiders. You know, the, the Ark and the Ark of the Covenant. You know, is supposed to be something that was um, you know, related to spirituality and you know the the evil that that's inside, or you know that should be left for for. Um, should not be touched. It should be left as is. But of course, you know, you have some greedy people, villains who wanted to see what was inside, similar to the grail, right? The grail, apparently, anybody who drinks from this cup, this chalice, um, receives eternal life. All right. So I guess who wouldn't want that? So Walter Donovan, of course, the, the evil person he is, wants to go and find this, this chalice, but doesn't know how to go about it. So then he looks to Indy to find it. Now, Indy says, well, you know, I'm not interested in looking for your chalice. 
Um, he's holding a gun at Indy. And then Indy says, well, shooting me is not going to help you. And then Donovan says, you know what? You're right. And he turns a gun on his father and fires the gun there. I mean, that's yeah, that was really deep. You know, let me know what you think. You know, um, please share in your conversation. What do you think of that moment? Um, let's go to Q&A. Let's just stop here and see what we have. So, Alex, true. It can be hard to have a portrayal of religion and spirituality that is universally liked. But it's cool that Indiana Jones did it well. Reminds me of how Daredevil also handled religion well. Yeah, it's a very tricky subject, Alex. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. Um, but it, it seems, like you said, it seems to work in Indiana Jones, and that's what I like about it. That's that's one of my favorite parts. So, Eric, I mean, Indy was never supposed to be all hard facts with the artifacts. A lot of mixing of legends of different cultures for inspiration. Good point. Very good point. Yes, it is uh, inspiration. Yeah, exactly what that is. Yeah, this is, you know, it's all about, you know, it's, it's not always about the artifact, right? It's about, okay, well, what does the artifact bring? You know, what is it for? You know, how is it going to be used? Is it going to be used for good? Is it going to be used for evil? We don't know. So now Donovan has turned the gun on Dr. Jones, senior. And so now, throughout this movie, again, the grail was not important to Indy. But now that his father is shot and he knows the only way to save him is to find the grail. So now the grail is the most important thing right now. Nothing else matters but saving his dad. Okay. Um, so that's what he needs to do. So there's certain steps that he has to follow to get there. And the, the last step, you know, we talked about being a penitent man, kneeling and then spelling Jehovah with an I instead of a J. We got past that. Now, the, the third one, the leap uh, from the lion's head. This scene in the film reminded me so much of what Luke was trying to learn from Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back on Dagobah. So if you recall, Yoda was trying to explain to Luke about the Force and how it works and believing in something seen or unseen, right? That the force is around us, it's everywhere. And the, and the point of that is Yoda's trying to teach Luke to have belief, have faith, right? That, you know, if you have the force that you can do anything you want, nothing is impossible, right? Even getting your ship out of this swamp, right? His X-Wing. Luke tried it but he failed. And then he said to, to, to Yoda that it's too hard and we know what happens and Yoda shows him how it's done and lifts it out of the, out of, out of the swamp. But one of the things that Luke said to Yoda before that happened was, you're asking for the impossible. Now, bring us back to this scene with Indiana Jones, right? And he's trying to figure out, you know, the idea is that he needs to leap or take a jump from one side of the temple to the other, but there's no bridge, right? So how is that possible? Well, from his father, his father was trying to show him that you have to believe, right? It's all about belief, it's having faith. Like you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And in Indy's case, I mean, this is a life and death situation because if he didn't have the belief or the faith to make that jump, you know, there, there wouldn't be an Indy four, right? So he'd be, you know, he would be gone. Um, so, 
so I, I find that there's a parallel story between what Luke was, you know, Luke was trying to learn and what 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 Indy is trying to learn about believing in yourself and, and believing in something that that you can't see and just having taken that leap of faith is what Indy had to do. And also Luke had to take that leap of faith as well and believe that he could lift that X-wing out of the out of the swamp. All right. So I thought that was very well done. I don't know if that was intentional, you know, if it's because it's George Lucas, maybe he has something to do with having the the storyline be quite similar or the lesson to learn be very similar. But it was wonderful. And then we know what happens, you know, and it was great acting by Harrison Ford, you know, like when he just takes, he clutches his chest and he closes his eyes and he takes deep breath and he makes that step and then all of a sudden he's like he's floating in midair and then you see the bridge uh appear and the music that john williams has you know the inspirational music is just really you know sometimes it, it gets me teary-eyed when i watch it sometimes you know so that was that was pretty awesome and as he's going through the trail and getting towards the grail of course donovan you know he's got a it's open field for him because he doesn't have to do any work He's just following behind every path that Indy is following. All right. So Indy finally gets up to the chalice, you know, where all the, 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 the cups are most many, many uh, cups and chalice. And, and then he finds the knight who is the keeper of the grail and has been there for 700 years. And, you know, this knight was hoping that Indy would be the one to relieve him of his duty. And that's not, what Indy is there for. And then it was played up, played very well because now you have Donovan and Elsa Schneider who is working for, for the Nazis, but then she, you can see that she's uh, growing a streak of greediness herself and trying to figure out how am I going to get Walter Donovan out of the picture? And she does. Um, and we'll talk about that right after Q&A. What do we have for Q&A? Alex, that is very powerful. Both Luke and Indy's examples are important for real life too. We deal with a lot of uncertainty and fear and we have to accept both and move forward. Well said, in. Well said, Alex, that's absolutely true. Eric, I think the uh, Shiku, the killing stone of Japan, will be an interesting artifact to have an Indy story use. So interesting. So it's an old Shinto legends about deities and mortality attached to it. Wow, that's very interesting. That does sound like an Indiana Jones uh, artifact. That would be a great adventure. Who knows? Yeah, that that might be. I can see that as being a, a, a something for for Indy to look for. That's that's pretty cool. All right, so now here we are. We're at the temple. We got all these cups. We don't know which one is is the is the the cup of Christ. The one that. You know, if you drink out of it, it brings you eternal life. Donovan doesn't know what to do. So he, Dr. Schneider steps in and says, oh, well, let me get it for you. And she gives him the wrong cup intentionally um, so that he's out of the picture. You know, he drinks the cup and he's thinking, okay, takes makes a toast to eternal youth. And then the opposite happens. He's gone. You know, he ages rapidly and he turns to dust. So now they find the actual cup. And then by the way, so that actually leads up to probably the 
the best line in the film, in my opinion, you know, when Donovan drinks the, the, the water from the cup and then he perishes and he turns to dust. And then the knight says, he chose poorly. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was, that was pretty funny. So, so they find the right cup. You know, Indy chooses wisely. He goes back and he's able to save his dad. His dad also drinks from the cup. And then the bullet wound, um, you know, Indy is able to, to take care of the bullet wound. And then now the wound is not gone. Now it's time for them to leave. And then Elsha, Elsa uh, decides that, you know, one of the things that the knight said to, her, to all of them is you can't take the, the cup, the Holy Grail, past the seal. And what does Elsa do? She takes it past the seal. And then, you know, walls start crumbling down and, um, she falls into a crater and Indy is doing the best he can to try to pull her back up, but she's still going after that cup and then she falls and then it switches. Now Indy is now hanging on a thread and he can touch the cup with his fingers and it's almost there. He can't grab it. His father's holding him. And this is another wonderful scene where throughout this film, uh, Indy's dad always referred to him as Junior, right? Indy doesn't like to be called Junior. He never liked it. He was called Junior since he was a boy. But then when the father wanted to, Henry wanted to get Indy's attention, he calls him by his first name, Indiana, and says, Indiana, Indiana, let it go. And then that's all Indy needed to hear. And they pull each other out and then they leave the temple. Um, you know, some people made it out, some people did not, but Henry did get to see the, the, the night, you know, give that last wave and then they're off. Uh, and then we find out, you know, which we knew when, uh, George Lucas created the character, he named Indiana after his dog, Indiana, Malamute. And they put that in the, in the script. Um, so we now know that Indiana is Henry Jones Jr. And he gave himself the name Indiana, the same name that they gave his dog. And then, so you got Brody, you got Asala, Henry, and Indy, the four of them drive, get on their horse. And they take off and they ride into the sunset. And there's that's the end of the film. And that's interesting because we all thought at that time, you know, this came out in 1989, that there wasn't going to be any more Indiana Jones films. And that was, this was it. And if there wasn't, I was satisfied because I felt this was a wonderful ending to the trilogy. It, you know, it was more personal. Um, I love the father son dynamic. Um, you know, you know that they love each other and they don't have to say, I love you to know that they love each other, you know, just by, you know, the things they say to each other and how their scenes where Indy would show a look of, uh, a door or, you know, looking up to his father and realizing that he is so much like his father, you know, um, you know, he's, you know, in, Henry's a little adventurer himself, you know, so um, it, it, it's, it, it was a, it's a great film. I love it. You know, I, of course, I didn't go through every scene in, in the movie, but just touched on the ones that I, I enjoyed very much. I mean, we still have the, uh, the, the, the helicopter scene where you know Indy's shooting down the uh, Indian Henry is shooting down the, the biplanes. We have the the blimp where 
<laughs> the no ticket scene, which actually was pretty cool as well. Um, that was good. And then when Indy and uh, Henry are tied to a chair and <laughs> Henry wants to, you know, gets a cigarette lighter and tries to burn through the ropes. Instead, he burns down the whole <laughs> place, um, but they do escape. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a, a testament to having two great actors playing off each other. It is, it is just absolutely wonderful. Um, and again, you know, we thought that was the end. And we had no idea that there was going to be, you know, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. All right. Let's go to Q&A. So what do we have? So, Alex, do you think it should have ended with three movies? Or do you like how they continue with the films? I actually thought I would have been satisfied, Alex, if they just had the three films. I, I didn't think there was a need for any more films. Um, but we'll talk about that more when we talk about the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But there was so much of a demand. I recall that, let me see, it was 1989. And then the, the next film came out in 2008. So almost 20 years later, all this time, you know, Spielberg has been getting so many questions about, well, when are you going to do the next Indiana Jones film? When are you going to do the next one? When is the next one? George getting the same question and, and Harrison getting the same question. So I guess at some point they said, well, you know, we got to do one more because there's a, a demand for it. People are asking for it. So, but yeah, again, I didn't think a third one, I, I didn't think there was anything needed past the third one. I think it ended on a great note. Um, like I said, it did bring back the spirit of Raiders. You know, it was lighter. Um, the tone was lighter. It was the funniest of the three films, of, of the first three films. Um, so I think they just needed to, you know, they were going to do a trilogy anyway, but I think because of the the the, the critical um, the, the the you know the the, the 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 critical response that the Temple of Doom received, I think that said to them, you know what? Well, okay, well, we're going to have to fix this and and, and really make a, a a great Indiana Jones film, and I think that's the reason why the Last Crusade is so important because it, it did bring us back to the, the 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 good old days it felt like a western um you know and you got the tanks you got horses you got the nazis everything that worked the formula that worked for raiders they went back and used the same formula for for the last crusade and threw in a personal story you know so that always works i i you know uh, give me a good personal story anytime, you know, father, son, mother, daughter, does not matter. I, you know, I just want to feel something, you know, and I really felt um, a lot of emotions watching The Last Crusade. Any more Q&A? All right. So, Eric, I think Crystal Skull is over, overhated. You know, that's a good point. I don't know. Because, Eric, I have, I have not seen uh, The Crystal Skull since 2008, the year it came out. I don't remember the movie. I'll be honest with you. I didn't care for it when I watched it. So I am actually looking forward to watching it again. And maybe you're right. Maybe I might find something that I enjoy <laughs> from the film. You know, I, honestly, I don't remember anything. I, I don't. I don't remember anything. But if I watch it again, maybe, uh, you know, I'm a little bit older now. Maybe I'll get more out of it. But we'll see. Yeah. So that is that will be next. Um, that's for that's for next Wednesday. Jared, hey, it was definitely the return to Jedi the trilogy. Yes, it was. Yes, yes, the lightheartedness. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, and it must have been intentional because it's George Lucas. That's how it worked for the Star Wars trilogy and it worked for the Indiana Jones trilogy. Um, and that, that's due to good writing, good acting, a great score, you know. So they had all that, you know, for both trilogies, you know. And Jared, the movie's vibes definitely match up exactly to the Star Wars early trilogy vibes. Yeah, yeah, that was actually, I, I think that was intentional. You know, if it worked for the original trilogy, it should work for, for Indiana Jones. Absolutely. And I'm glad they did. Like I said, I mean, I'm a fan of the original trilogy. Um, I don't think that there'll be anything better than the first three films, but who knows? Um, I, I, I really, you know, can't say enough about how much I love uh, the first three Star Wars films. So, yeah, so I'm glad. If there's a formula that they need to follow, that's the one they should have followed. And they did very well. They did very well. So um, I, I'm so glad to, to get to talk to you about this film that I really love. You know, I've watched this more than any of the indie films. Um, just something just draws me back. Um, and I don't always watch the entire movie every time I see it. You know, I watch different scenes um, because I, you know, some scenes that I just enjoy watching more than others. But as a whole, if I have two hours, I, I would find time and, and watch The Last Crusade because I, I love it that, just that much. So, so, so happens that uh, I, I think tonight in LA is the opening of um, the premiere of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So that's going to be pretty cool. And we'll see what people have to say about that film. But for next week, we'll be back and we're going to discuss Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, all right? The fourth movie, like I said, had no idea if it was really going to happen. My opinion, it didn't, we didn't need a fourth film, but we have it. Uh, we'll watch it, and then we'll talk about it next Wednesday. Now, as a matter of fact, speaking of next Wednesday, Secret Invasion drops, all right? And that is on June 21st. We won't cover it. Wednesday because we're going to go over the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but we do now have Sunday live streams. So more than likely we'll cover it the following Sunday. Secret Invasion will cover the following Sunday. We'll talk about it on that live stream on Sunday. All right. Uh, so again, that is it. You know, if, let's see. Any final questions or comments about the film? Let me know what you think. Is it your favorite film? If it's not, what is your favorite film? Tell me what it is. You know, let's just talk about it. All right. Very good. So now, in the meantime, uh, while we're waiting for any follow q and I just want to let you know that we are still on the race to 1,000 subscribers. We are very close. We're at 942. All right. So we're, we're, we're getting there, right? So please tell all your friends, family, neighbors, teachers, students, tell them all, you know, uh, if they're not a subscriber, they can subscribe to our YouTube channel, okay? And we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all right? Uh, we have a website, fathersongalaxy.com. We have a, 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 we have a, a shop. Uh, you can look for that information on our website. And we also have a Patreon page if you inclined to, to support us that way. Or, you know, hey, look, you know, supporting us, being on these live streams, just taking some time out of your day, half hour, 45 minutes to an hour to talk, to talk Star Wars or indie or Marvel that is really supportive and that really keeps us going so thank you so much once again final q a what do we have 
Alex, I don't think it's quite Indiana Jones style, but I did enjoy the Lyle Croft movie that came out a few years ago with Alicia Vikander. I have not seen Alicia Vikander's version of Lara Croft. I know um, now the, the actress's name is Angelina Jolie. She played Lara Croft um, way back. Um, again, another movie I saw, but I don't remember it. You know, it didn't really register with me. But uh, no, I have to check out the one with Alicia Vikander, Alex. Thank you for telling me about that one. That's good. Jared, before you log off for the evening, are you going to see the Flash movie? <laughs> we were just talking about that. I do want to see the Flash movie. I hope to see it this weekend. I don't think we'll cover it on on the uh, the podcast. Uh, nothing against DC. We love DC. All right, just want to put that out there. We love DC, um, but we probably won't cover it. But you know, if somebody brings it up. During the live stream, I'm not going to turn them down. And if they want to know my thoughts of the movie, I'll absolutely tell them that. But we're, we won't cover it. So, so Jared, so if you're on um, on any of the live streams after next weekend, you know, you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. All right. But I can't wait to see it this weekend. I'm hoping, you know, my wife will let me go to the movies this weekend. So I have to get her permission. We, Eric. We might have other plans. We may have. Okay. We got other plans. Oh, that's right. It's Father's Day this weekend. <laughs> I almost forgot his Father's Day. Okay. Eric, Tintin has some indie vibes. Yes, The Adventures of Tintin, another Steven Spielberg film. Absolutely has some vibes, and I really enjoy that film. Yeah, that's great animation as well. Alice, I still need to see Indiana Jones films, but my favorites are the dark. Alice, you haven't seen any of the Indiana Jones films? Okay, but my favorites are The Dark Knight, which is a masterpiece. Inception, yes, yes, yes. Nolan, Christopher Nolan. And the Spider-Verse film. So, Alex, all right. Yes, uh, we talked about Across the Spider-Verse this past weekend, and we loved it. You know, So we're going to go see it again. I don't know when, but it, it's a fantastic film. So anytime you want to talk about it, just let me know. Jared, congrats again to Maceo. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, it was a wonderful day today. It was It was so, it was, it was very, it was emotional. It was very teary-eyed. Um, you know, it's, Maceo has come a long way. Um, it's, you know, it hasn't always been easy for him, but he was able to walk down the aisle on his own and he got his certificate all by himself. So we're so proud of him. And so we look forward to what's going to take place in this summer and his new school is going to be in the middle school now, same school with Keith. So that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. So congratulations to Maceo and to Keith as well, who's going to be going to the fifth grade, sixth grade next year. So we're all getting old. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But thank you for asking, Jared. Thank you. Congratulations, Maceo. And if I don't speak to you on Sunday, you know, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. But we will do, uh, actually, we'll have a special live stream this Sunday. Uh, we hope to speak with some fathers. I'm not going to give up too much, too many of the details for Sunday, but um, if you're around, uh, we're going to celebrate Father's Day. You know, we're going to talk to different fathers, um, talk about Star Wars, talk about, you know, the trials and tribulations of being a father. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So I hope you'll be around for Sunday. If not, then, you know, we'll be back again on Wednesday. We're going to talk about the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. All right. Any final comments or questions? Alex, not yet for the indie films, but it's high on my list. <laughs> And we'll let you know about chatting about the Spider-Verse in the indie film. So happy for me. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. You know, it's 
I know there's a lot of movies out there, Alex, but you know, it's uh, once you get around to, to seeing indie, let's talk about it. It's it's so much fun. I, I feel bad that I now know that you have not seen the indie films, and I feel like I've I spoiled them all for you. But uh, but don't matter. Please go check it out. Yes. All right. Yeah, it's wonderful. You you, you know I you know I I don't I love talking about Indiana Jones, and you know I'm looking forward to the Dial of Destiny coming out on the 30th so that's coming close oh boy and then watching <laughs> the kingdom of the crystal skull you know keith has not seen it i haven't seen it in over 15 years so this is going to be interesting i'm going to be looking forward to it don't worry the spoilers get me even more excited to see them okay great wonderful wonderful and then you know let me know which one you find is your favorite all right so yeah this is this is this is awesome so all right, so do you guys have any plans for the weekend? What are you doing this weekend? What's going on? You know, let me know what's happening. Just uh, put it in the chat. Yeah, so we can hang for a few more minutes. Yeah, so I'm looking, yeah, totally looking forward to Secret Invasion. Um, I don't want to know too much about it. I am, I, I'm, I'm planning to read the comic book. I know the comic book I hear is, is awesome, the series. I might read the series. I don't think... The series is really going to resemble the comics, fortunately or unfortunately. I don't know. But I do know that the Secret Invasion does involve a lot of the Avengers. Is it likely that we're going to see the Avengers in Secret Invasion? Maybe. Maybe we might see one or two. But, you know, it. I don't know. Maybe we'll be surprised. But I'm looking forward to Secret Invasion. It looks good. Uh, can't wait for that. That drops on Wednesday. And we'll review it the following Sunday. All right. That's that's pretty nice. Yeah, we got it. All right. So uh once again, you know, just let me know. You know, what do you what do you have planned for the weekend? My plans are to spend time with family and to eat too much. All right, excellent. That sounds like what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the exact same thing. All right, so and good question. I'm looking forward to the flash movie in Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer looks good too. Another Christopher Nolan film. I you know is Christopher Nolan, you know, can do no wrong in my book. I mean, like you said, The Dark Knight is a masterpiece. I've seen Inception. You know, Tanya still talks about that movie. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's awesome. Memento, I don't know if you've seen that. That was one of his earlier films. Um, you know, the, you know, the entire uh, Dark Knight trilogy was actually pretty good. And then Oppenheimer, I'm, I'm looking forward to Oppenheimer. Yeah, that looks very intense. And The Flash, yes, The Flash as well. Again, like I said, I, you know, if you want to talk about it, I, I am more than welcome to talk about it on the live stream, but we're not going to cover it, The Flash, um, but can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to talk about it. Now, um, any, if there's any indie fans out there, so what do you think? Any idea what we're going to see or who we're going to see in uh, The Dial of Destiny? Any, any ideas? I wonder. And by the way, you know, I was talking about this actor, Julian Glover, who appeared in three of my favorite franchises. All right, so that's James Bond and Star Wars and Indy. Now, he was also in Marvel, all right? So he was in, he played a villain in Doctor, I'm sorry. No, he was not in Marvel. I gave away, I was going to ask a question, I gave away the answer already. So, so we had Julian Glover, who uh, played a character in each uh, James Bond film, an indie film, and Star Wars, who is the other actor that has done the same thing? Who had 
a role in Star Wars indie and James Bond. Who do you think it is? I almost gave it away. So if you were listening, I gave it away. Anybody, any guesses? All right. Well, it's Mads Mikkelsen. All right. Mads Mikkelsen actually played in four big franchises, right? I just mentioned that he was, uh, he played a villain in uh, Doctor Strange, but he was a villain, La Chief, in Casino Royale, James Bond. You know, we know that he was Galen Erso in Rogue One. And now he's playing this Nazi. I uh, don't know the character's name right now at the moment, but he'll be in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. All right, Dallas, thank you so much. Happy Father's Day. All right, Q&A, let's wrap it up. Any questions or any comments? Yes, let's let's go. All right. All right, so I think that's it. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you for, for that shout out. Happy Father's Day. Um, so this was fun. Again, uh, you know, you know, always, I miss my buddy. You know, Keith is not here. I just feel like only half of me is here. <laughs> but, you know, it's cool just talking to you guys and, and um, just taking the time out. This is what we, this is why we do this, um, so that we can just talk and um, just have fun and just talk about things that we love to talk about. All right. So thank you so much once again. Um, you know where to find us. Uh, please reach out. Anyway, you can DM, DM us. So we have an email address, website, whatever. You can get you can get in touch with us, okay? But we'll be back on Sunday for our Father's Day special. So until next time, take care, and we will see you again.